about you but that intro always gets me fired up man right especially now because you know this is a very important episode and my god we've just been gone for so long yes it is man tell the people what we are going to be discussing today to cap off the year of 2022 well believe it or not here it is again our top 10 albums of 2022 I can't believe another year has gone by. As always, so many fantastic, incredible, amazing albums came out this year that no joke, and Eric can vouch for this, before hopping on here, I last minute was editing my list. I had a list prepared prior to recording. I've been doing my listening, my research. I've been trying to listen to things back again playing them back from earlier this year and I've also been discovering new things I've asked the people I've polled people online and asked what should I be listening to did I miss anything because this is my favorite episode that we record here on the show but it was so intense this year that all the way up to us recording I had last minute adjustments and last minute changes yeah, me too. You're not kidding. I would probably say like two hours before we hopped on to record, there was one last thing I forgot. And I'm just like, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot that. And, you know, that definitely caused me to make a, quite a few changes to my list. But yeah, you're not kidding. This year, and I feel like we say this every year, but this year has definitely been just so full of amazing music. And it just feels like every year that we do this, the lists get more and more painful to create but against all odds here we are i agree i could not agree more eric i feel like each year the list making process gets even more intense because all of these artists out there just keep raising the bar and we love that here we love discussing music on the show that's why we're here and we look forward to this every year recording this episode so without further ado, before we jump into our top 10 personal favorite albums of 2022, let's get into some honorable mentions that just missed the cut. Eric, I'll have you go ahead and uh, list yours off first. Okay, so my five honorable mentions in no particular order are as follows. Zarmageddon by Zarface, Halloween Ends by John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, and Daniel Davies, Rogue's Gospel by Duke Garwood, Satanic Slumber Party by Tropical F.U.C.K. Storm, 
and King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. It's a collaboration EP. And this is a very, very special one. It's near and dear to my heart. Forever by the late great Fife Dog. Hearing his voice again after just six or seven years since he passed away in 2016, it was just such an emotional experience and you know, very bitter, very bittersweet experience, but it definitely feels like I got some closure from this album. So definitely a, a special one near and dear to my heart. That's amazing, man. Great picks. Amazing choices. Yeah, man. Now I'm even more questioning what made your final list because a lot of those have been returns to your list for previous lists, a lot of them. So uh, I know that they yeah, yeah. end up being heavy hitters on your end so Mm -hmm. now it makes the list even more exciting to get into yeah see you pay attention i'm I'm glad i know that you definitely recognize the couple of names and uh yeah you're right now it makes my list a little more unpredictable but uh that said what are your five honorable mentions this year okay so disclaimer for my honorable mentions the reason why they didn't make my main list was either they just needed a little bit more TLC, whether that be in the production department or that be in the lyricism department, just a little bit more TLC, or that they literally just almost made the cut and it, it came down to the wire and it just ended up being that way. But I digress. My honorable mentions are Loner by Alice in Wonderland, Never Had to Leave, by Matt Mason, Special by Lizzo, and then these last two are twofers. Yes, I'm bending the rules a little because who would have thought that these musicians would drop this much material in one year, but I have Unlimited Love slash Return of the Dream Canteen by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and then lastly, I have Honestly Nevermind slash Her Loss by Drake. Did not make my main albums list. But, you know, depending on what mood I am in, whether I just want to set the vibe at a party or just have some nice background music, honestly, never mind. If I want bars and I want the complimentary flow of 21 Savage, then I'm going to be listening to Her Loss. But the quality of my main top 10 favorite albums is just a little bit higher. In fact, a lot of them are a lot higher than my honorable mentions, and that's why I distinguished between the two of who was landing where, because I know a lot of people off the jump are going to be like, Drake didn't make your top 10 this year, but no, he did not make my top 10 this year. There was just some more quality out there. Yeah, in terms of my other honorable mentions, Loner by Alice in Wonderland. It's a nice EDM record. The production is crazy. It was very close to making my top 10 favorite albums of 2022. In fact, some of my most played songs of the year were on that record. So please go check out that record. If for nothing else but the production, it just goes extremely hard. Never had to leave Matt Mason. I really enjoy the alternative rock folk type of vibe that he presents on this album and I love his way with words I love the feelings that he invokes throughout his music and the way that he could tap into a specific circumstance specific time love that special by Lizzo this is a feel-good record 
through and through. You cannot play this record and not have fun with it. It just instantly puts a smile on your face. And that's what I love about Lizzo. She's got everything in there. A little bit of pop and funk and disco and hip-hop elements and R&B elements. And I just love Lizzo not only as a musician but as a person. She's so extremely talented. And watch out for those flute solos because they go crazy. And the last thing that I'll touch on for my honorable mentions is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. 2022 was a huge year for this band. Not only did they make their comeback in music in a big way, massive way, but they dropped not only one but two super quality albums and went on tour and's going on tour again for 2023. So they just don't stop. They just don't quit. And uh, they sound better than ever, super consistent throughout both of these albums. Just when I thought I was going to have Unlimited Love on here, then fast forward towards the end of the year when Return of the Dream Canteen came out. And then I was like, wow, now I don't know between the two which one I love more. They're both great in my opinion. And that's why they made my honorable mentions. And yeah, it was it came down to the wire, Eric. I'm telling you, man. Listen, I completely understand and a couple things. I'm definitely shocked that Drake wasn't in your top ten. <laughs> I knew you would be. But I understand why. But I'm even more shocked that the chili peppers actually made it to your top to your five honorable mentions. Yeah, man. Listen, chili peppers, I've always been a casual fan of their work. Yeah, yeah. That's what makes it so surprising. That's amazing. To give a little background for the listeners, every assignment that I give for a writer to listen to that album and write a review on it, I too listen to these albums. It's not just that I'm like, oh, okay, these albums are coming out. Let's write about it. It's like, no, if I'm going to make you listen to it and write about it, I'm also listening to it. So that way I have a better feel for not only the music itself and if, you know, it's going to make my own personal top list or playlist or if I'm personally into it, but also just to be a better editor in terms of what I'm looking for and if their review and the content makes sense to how the album holds up. Yeah, that totally makes sense. But uh, I totally understand the uh, heartbreaking decisions that go into this. But uh, listen, that just makes our top tens all the more exciting. I know. So without further ado, Eric, let's dive right in to our top favorite albums of 2022. I'll have you go first. What made your number 10 spot? At this point, I think you're going to think this is typical me. So my number 10 spot goes to the Batman soundtrack by Michael (laughs) Giacchino. Yep. I would not expect anything less for sure. Mm -hmm. It's a, the film is fantastic. But the soundtrack just really makes it come to life. I mean, it is, it's everything you could ever want in a Batman movie. It's dark, it's brooding. It really brings out the, you know, creepiness factor in the movie, especially because it's been compared to the film Seven. And so that's just to give you an idea of how dark it is. Yeah, it completely encapsulates the tone and the vibe of Gotham and Batman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how about you? What is your number 10? Coming in at number 10, I picked Renaissance by Beyonce. Nice. Very nice. I had to put this record on here. And let me also give this disclaimer from the jump. Okay. I have always been a fan of 
Beyonce, mostly in Destiny's Child. All right, I grew up listening to Destiny's Child. I love that group. And if they ever were to reunite in the future, even if it was just for a one-off, I would die to go see that show. In terms of Beyonce's solo career, I am a fan. I do know a lot of her solo material. Would I say that I'm a part of the beehive and that I'm like deeply in the depths of (laughs) Beyonce fandom? No, but that's what makes this record all the more great, in my opinion, is that not only the diehard Beyonce fans are obviously going to have this in their top 10, probably towards number one, if not number one. But for the casual fans, or even people that are not really fans of Beyonce, you cannot deny Renaissance. I'm going on the record right now that this record cannot be denied. Beyonce and her team of writers and producers, and the way that they sample and do tributes to other songs that have come before this record, you have elements of dance, you have elements of house, you have elements of disco, you have elements of pop and R&B. It's just incredible. And those are just the main ones. There's a bunch of other things infused in there as well. It's just such a fun record, such an uplifting record, such an empowering record. And I think this record does what Lizzo was trying to do with Special and what Drake was trying to do with Honestly Nevermind fused together. And it just elevates both concepts because with special lizzo listening to that record it's fun it's upbeat it's uplifting it's empowering drake honestly never mind he wanted to experiment with house music and the genre of edm and beyonce takes both of these concepts and really just knocks them out of the park and that's why she landed on my top 10 list at number 10 renaissance it could not not be on this list what a way to start out your top 10 wow that's that's awesome. Even though I just said all that and I gave her nothing but praise, I know people will still come for me that it's not number one or in my top five or top three. But listen, guys, I'm just being transparent with you. And for somebody that's not that deeply invested in every move that she makes, that's why this record's so great because it's able to rope everybody in and include everybody. And yeah, it just had to make my list. So number 10, renaissance by beyonce awesome and honestly to anybody who is mad at you that it's not your number one what would you rather have would you rather have it be number 10 or not in your top 10 at all there you go eric let them know let them know let the people know (laughs) (laughs) okay so (laughs) clearly i'm fired up here we go of course of course how how could you not be i am going to pass the baton over to you please let me know what took your number nine spot for your top 10. Okay, so my number nine spot is a newcomer to my top 10. And the album is called Space Beyond the Solar System. And it's by Raw Poetic and Damu the Fudge Monk. Oh, wow. So these dudes are a duo. Raw Poetic is the MC and Damu the Fudge Monk is the producer. I found out about them this year through this hip-hop record label that I constantly visit and buy from and they actually released two albums this year one the previous one is called laminated skies and then they released this one which is called space beyond the solar system and i listened to the both of them let me tell you both albums fantastic gorgeous production beautiful lyricism but this album in particular just 
I'm not going to say it blows the other one out of the water completely, but it is just such an epic album. This is one of the few albums that I can truly say in hip hop that just took me to space. I don't say that often about a hip hop record, but this one really did. Now, I'm not going to lie to you guys. This album is a challenge. It's a challenge in the sense that it's huge. It's like 17 songs. And it's so huge that in terms of vinyl, it's being released as a triple LP. But my God, it's so epic. The, the, the lyricism is fantastic. It definitely is reminiscent of some of the best 90s albums you've heard. Raw Poetic certainly makes references to a bunch of 90s MCs. And Damu is just such a master at his craft. The music is just fantastic. It's jazzy. It's psychedelic at times. It's dirty at times. It is just so good. And like I said, it's a challenging listen. But if you're willing to stick it out for two hours, go for it. You won't regret it, especially if you're a huge hip hop head. Well, now that you said that, I have to check it out. <laughs> you're, I guarantee you're at least going to walk away with five songs stuck in your head. All right. Now, what is your number nine? I think actually this might make you fall out of your seat this pick mm, coming in okay. at number nine we have american heartbreak by zach bryan which is a country record wow okay that's definitely a, a switch up for you but listen that's awesome I, I love that i mean we already had one switch up with the chili peppers so you know what i welcome any more switch ups that you may have why why did this make your number nine I chose American Heartbreak by Zach Bryan for my number nine spot on my top 10 because this man really hit me right in the feels the second that I saw the single off this record called Something in the Orange. I had no idea who he was. I had no idea even what genre that he was composing in because, and I'll explain why. The reason why... I fell in love with something in the orange and then that wrote me in to listen to the rest of American Heartbreak is because of this man's voice, his storytelling. Also, I just want to go on the record saying that there's absolutely nothing wrong with country music. It's just something that I am not necessarily a connoisseur in. I don't have the utmost knowledge in, in country music, which I'm going to try to expand my horizons even more going into 2023. But I'm glad, I am so glad that I found this record, American Heartbreak, because it is just such a sincere and transparent and authentic record. It's less of quote-unquote bro country, which is something that that's why I haven't really taken a deep dive into country because that's kind of turned me off from country music, the cliche version of country music, quote-unquote bro country. This is country music in my opinion that I could stand behind because you have Zach Bryan which he's such a great storyteller his voice is impeccable and he gives you that hometown feel of somebody that you know from your hometown and that you're just catching up with them and he's just a phenomenal storyteller speaking about records that you have to really sit and get through this record should have been a double LP he should have he could have split this he could have dropped two albums with the length of this record 
I think it comes out to around 34 songs and over two hours long. So you're really in for the long haul when you sit down and listen to this. But it is so worth it from front to back. It really feels like your friend from high school that you're sitting down with around a campfire and he busts out the guitar and it's just super raw. And he's talking and singing about real things, you know, not not the most pleasant things. He's talking about heartbreak. He's talking about family life. He's talking about trials and tribulations with addiction. And it's not just all like a kumbaya, anyway, here's Wonderwall (laughs) type of vibe. But the reason why I knew this had to make my top 10 favorite albums of 2022 is the way that it impacted me. And I feel like after listening to Something in the Orange, when, when music hits you in that way, when it just strikes that chord in you and you feel that throughout your bones it's it's doing something right it's really doing something right so with all that being said my first country record to ever make a top 10 list and not even in the honorable mentions we have american heartbreak zach bryan super excited about this one eric really excited about this one please check this out i'm even telling you to check this one out oh yeah i absolutely will and i'm proud of you for expanding your horizons that's That's amazing. 2022 definitely was a year of doing that. And you know how I am. I always have a good variety. But even within that, I could always continue to branch out more, especially because this music matters and it's a music-based show. And there's so many, not only main genres at this point, but sub-genres of those genres to tap into. So I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best to dive into a little of each and really bring a well-rounded show and some well-rounded content for you guys so american heartbreak check it out that was my number nine for my top 10 albums of 2022 eric what about you what was your number eight for 2022 so my number eight is one that is very familiar to the both of us it is mr morale and the big steppers by kendrick lamar it made your top 10. Look at that. Look yeah. at that. Yeah, it, it had to. It had to. It's, it was just, it is such an important album, a very densely layered album. And from, you know, top to bottom, it is just such a work of art. The lyricism is just impeccable. The production is pristine. You know, you so many amazing producers coming together to really bring this album to life. And, oh man, I, what hasn't been said about this album that, you know, you and I haven't said already? I know. Please go check out our episode if you haven't heard it already. We did a full-blown album review on Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. That was for our 90th episode on the show. And Eric, that episode did extremely well. Just throwing that out there. So if you haven't heard it yet, go check it out. We, uh, we had a lot to say. We really took a deep dive yeah. into that one. Yeah, and you know, this album is also very much a challenge, especially lyrically. It's not like we said previously on that episode. It's not something that you can just give a few listens and you'll know everything about it. It's something that you can keep coming back to as many times as you like, and there'll always be something new for you to discover. And it's just full of so many important life lessons and so much wisdom. And it really just speaks to the human condition. It's such a phenomenal album. Totally agree. All right, so how about you? What took your number eight spot? Coming in at my number eight, I chose 
Tough Boy by Carly Hansen. And I don't know if you remember this, but she was actually on my most anticipated that we did in January of 2022 for the year to come. This was her debut. Yes, this was her debut full length record. And she did not disappoint. She not only dove into her normal pop and alternative pop elements on this record, but she experimented with pop punk. And Eric, as you know, you know how I feel about pop punk. And she completely nailed it. I would love to see her tap into more of that on her next projects moving forward because she has such a phenomenal voice where her voice, you can literally take it and do anything with it. If she wants to be a pop artist, if she wants to experiment with uh, EDM and in that realm, she can do it. If she wants to experiment with pop punk and alternative rock, she could do it. Her voice can fit anything. I love her voice and I feel like she's just one hit away from going mainstream. Yeah, this record, like I said, did not disappoint. I knew that this was going to make my top 10 because there was cuts on this record that I put on my playlist that I had since all the way in the beginning of the year because this album dropped in February of 2022 and even some of the singles came out in 2021 and I kept listening to those songs over and over and over on repeat throughout the year so by that point alone when I went to check out my most played a lot of songs from that record ended up being on my most playlist so I knew that this record had to make my top 10 shout out to Carly Hansen she has an angelic voice and at the same time her voice can be so gritty where she has that snotty type of tone that she can use for more alternative rock and pop punk and then at the same time her voice is so angelic where she can reel that in and just sing acapella even and hit these crazy notes and it sounds like the most beautiful thing you've ever heard in your life so I'm excited she's still super young I'm excited to see where she goes next and I will be following her career so yeah, that, that was Tough Boy by Carly Hansen, made my number eight. Eric, we are heading into number seven. What made your number seven spot? Before I go ahead and tell you, I just want to say chameleon artists are always some of the best because they always keep you guessing. And second, it's always a great feeling when you know that someone's about to really just tap into something amazing and it's just a matter of time. Carly Hansen, if you haven't heard of her, please go check out her music. Check out Tough Boy. Check out any of her EPs prior to this. Taylor Swift found a song of hers and threw it on her playlist. And then that's what helps kind of her to go viral and help launch her career. But trust me when I tell you, she does not need the help of Taylor Swift nor anyone else. She's got this on talent alone. And look out for her because she's going to be doing big things in the future. Very nice. So... My number seven, and you're probably going to be very surprised by this, goes to Born Pink by Blackpink. Wow, I mm-hmm. am super surprised but stoked on that pick, Eric. Wow, mm-hmm. way to take me off guard. I would not in any wildest dream think that you would pick something like that, but I am extremely happy that you did. Let's hear it. Why did you pick that record? Well, K-pop is not something that I have delved too much in. It's kind of like you with country music. I'm a very, or yeah, I am a very casual fan of K-pop. I listen to, I've listened to a couple of BTS songs and a couple of other songs. 
but you know even though i'm a casual fan it's always you know kind of really piqued my interest and so prior to this i was always constantly considering like really making the leap and then of course i saw blackpink live at the vmas and that was just amazing i loved everything about them their performances their voices their dance moves and so once i saw them live i was like okay i'm in and that's why i decided to listen to this one and wow i absolutely love just the transition between the different languages that they sing in on this album their their lyricism is very special it's very direct it's very unique to them and they're just able to put things in a way that you know you haven't heard them before and i really love that about them and of course the different producers that they worked with to you know really bring out the musicality of this album just so well done i love that pick for you eric i think that's amazing the fact that you were able to you too step out of your comfort zone and give this a listen and then fall in love with it that much for it to make your top 10 favorite albums says a lot yeah so what about you what takes your number seven spot coming in at my number seven i chose crash by charlie xcx nice very nice this album from front to back is just nothing but dance pop synth pop power pop and i know recently she's been crowned the queen of hyper pop music with her previous album and that was a fan favorite among a lot of people that listen to charlie xcx however this album i know that she kind of made a jump towards more mainstream but it is so much fun front to back it's like a blast from the past type of album where it has like a lot of 80s elements and at the same time what she incorporates on this album makes it futuristic as well the way that she experiments with her sound and the lyricism from front to back this album is just a giant party it is so much fun to listen to it's a dance album through and through and just like with Beyonce's Renaissance you can't play this album and not get that feeling of wanting to move your body and that's why I loved it so much as a whole this project is a banger Charlie XCX shout out to her I knew this was going to make my list as well Crash if you like dance pop synth pop power pop anything in that realm of music this is the record for you super fun yeah, it's just, it feels like a futuristic album and a blast from the past all in one. She did a phenomenal job and she has a lot of really great people featured on here as well. So please go check this one out. Nice. That is an awesome pick. And I am a little shocked to see her on your list just because, you know, again, it's not really a name that has been thrown around much here, but... You know, given your love of Dua Lipa, it only makes sense that she would show up on Yes, exactly. Like, similar vibe. Good call on that. Very similar vibe. That is an amazing pick. I love that. All right, Eric. What made your number six for your top ten favorite albums of 2022? Okay. So, this one is also a newcomer, but it is a return in a sense that metal has made a return to my top ten. Awesome. My sixth album of 2022 goes to The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead by Megadeth nice very nice and this album is a very special very special deal to me because i haven't listened to a megadeth album in 
so long. I mean, unfortunately, they had a bit of time where their albums weren't really cutting it. They were good, but not as great as the stuff they've released in previous years. And this album in particular just sounds like such a return to form for them. It really sounds like a return to what really made them so popular in the first place. It's dark. It's not too political, but it does touch upon political themes, touch upon dystopian themes. And the sound, like the guitar riffs, you can just tell it's classic Megadeth. It's the stuff you heard in the late 80s and early 90s, which was arguably, you know, their best period. So it's really awesome to hear that make a comeback. And yeah, it's just, it's, it sounds like such a classic album, but also, you know, updated a bit to sound a bit more modern. And I just love that Dave Mustaine, who is the band's frontman slash guitar player after unfortunately having a battle with, uh, I don't remember which type of cancer it was, but after going through that, he just sounds better than ever as a singer, as a guitar player. His lyrics are still biting sharp. And I just love that they made my top 10 and that they did it in such an amazing way. Listen, a band from the big four, I would not expect anything less. Yeah, man. And I'm just so happy that it was them because I know for a while they kind of had a dry spell. And the fact that they were able to recapture that, uh, that magic that just made them such a force to be reckoned with. This was the big return that they needed. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I hope that they can keep this up, man. All right. So back over to you. What took your number six spot? Coming in at my number six spot, I chose Fear by Stand Atlantic. And they were another most anticipated band of mine for our episode at the beginning of the year for 2022. I was highly, highly, highly anticipating this record. I had high expectations. And this band just crushed every single one of them i love when that happens there's nothing worse than having high expectations when singles come out and listening to those and thinking that it's going to sound so good and then when the project comes out in full they use all their good singles four singles and then the rest of it is kind of subpar however Mm -hmm. i love to say that this is not the case here. Stand Atlantic, for those who have never heard of this band, they are a pop punk band. And as you know, Eric, I could not have a top 10 list without a pop punk incorporation. <laughs> this is a jam-packed record. From the moment it starts to the moment it finishes, it's just like a punch in the face. It is super high energy, in your face, abrasive. I love their lead singer, Bonnie. She's incredible. I love what she brings to pop punk and her sound and her tone and her stage presence and persona and how she's super goofy and, you know, the band as a whole, they don't take themselves too seriously. You can hear that. They incorporate some outtakes throughout the record, which is cool. And um, the sound itself is just high velocity through and through. This is the type of energy that pop punk needs and i'm so glad that stand atlantic was able to inject their sound into this genre because for a while things were looking a little bleak so for a while there was this dry spell with pop punk where it was just regurgitated nothing new nothing innovative nothing fresh and boom stand atlantic comes along 
And they were, I believe they were an honorable mention for my 2020 list with their record Pink Elephant. But this record, to me, is their best record yet. So they were able to take all their material from the pandemic and just go full throttle on this record. And I absolutely love it. Anybody that loves pop punk and they're tired of listening to the same records over and over or the same types of singers and sounds and it's getting a little bit bland and generic, please throw this record on. Bonnie does not disappoint. The band does not disappoint. It's just a half an hour of completely just ripping. So, (laughs) Eric, I recommend this one for you specifically because I know that you enjoy the genre as well. This is one that you can't miss out on. Please, our listeners, check this one out. It's called Fear by Stand Atlantic, and that's why it made my sixth spot. And with that being said, I cannot believe it, but we have reached our halfway point. These are the records of all records that we listened to in 2022. I'm talking about our top five. We have finally reached the halfway point here on our list. Eric, what made your fifth spot? What clinched your top five? So my top five actually goes to a very last minute addition. I'm glad that it made it. It is Tropical Goth Club by Tropical Goth Club. Oh, okay. So Tropical Goth Club is actually a side project of this dude called Dean Fertitta. He's actually the guitar player for a bunch of bands, including The Dead Weather, which, as you know, Jack White is a part of. Yes. And he's also a guitar player for Queens of the Stone Age. Wow, okay. So this time he decided to, you know, do something for himself instead of, you know, uh, being part of another band. And wow, it is just such an awesome psychedelic record, but it's got a mix of a bunch of different things. It's got a mix of a bunch of different sounds that he's been a part of throughout his career. You can definitely hear bits and pieces of Queens of the Stone Age within the really grimy and dirty riffs, but there's also a lot of psychedelia. There's a lot of funk, too, involved. It's definitely very funky. The bass is just really prominent throughout everything. A lot of synths as well. And he goes for broke on his musical abilities, and he just makes such a beautifully twisted you know, constellation of sounds on this. Excellent, Eric. That's why this album takes my number five spot. And how about you? Getting to the halfway point, like you said, what takes your number five spot? Now, I said when we recorded the review of this record that this record quite possibly be my number one of 2022. It didn't make my number one, but it did make my number five. And Eric, you already know by me saying that, but for our listeners, what took my fifth spot is Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers by Kendrick Lamar. I'm glad that this record made both of our lists. Yeah, me too. I I wanted to believe that it would make your top ten, I just wasn't sure where. This was such a crucial record for not only hip-hop and rap, but most importantly, just for the consciousness of it, the transparency of it, the vulnerability of it, the, the topics that are here and um, the way that Kendrick brings down all of his walls. I said everything that I needed to say about this record on our album review of it, so go check that out. The only reason why it didn't make my number one, like I said it possibly could, and why it made my fifth spot 
is because of the material on it and the replay factor. With these next mm-hmm. albums yep. coming up from four to one, I found myself going back and listening over and over and over again. The replay factor was super high. For this record, not that I didn't go back and listen to it because I did throughout the year, but I had to have been in a certain mood to listen to this mm-hmm. record. Yeah, You can't just throw this record on aside from maybe a handful of songs. You have to be in the right mindset and the right space, headspace to listen to this record and really absorb and digest all of the lyrical themes that he's going through and his open book therapy sessions throughout his life and what he's been going through. So such a beautiful record from front to back. So important for hip hop and rap because we do not have enough of this type of music in that genre. There's a lot that's very superficial and braggadocious and egotistical. And I'm glad that Kendrick Lamar was able to put all of that aside and just be vulnerable with both his fans and listeners of this record. And that's why it made my top five. Very nice. And I 100% agree with you about the replay factor. That's actually why my, you know, 10 through 8 were ranked the way they were because of the replay factor. Yeah, yeah. You know, some things you just, you're either in the correct mind space to listen to the whole thing or not at all. You know, maybe you can, maybe you can get away with listening to a couple, you know, if if it suits the mood. But generally speaking, if you really want to get the full appreciation of something like this, it's best to listen to the full thing. And it's very heavy. There's a lot of heavy material, heavy topics on there. And it's not just something that you could throw on. Yeah. For the sake of throwing it on. It's not something you put on your morning commute. Exactly. Exactly, Eric. But (laughs) with that being said, moving forward. Again, you're probably going to be very surprised by this. And this is probably the last one that might blindside you. My number four goes to Versions of Me by Anita. Amazing. Amazing. I love that pick for you. Love that pick. Yeah. Similar to Blackpink, you know. Uh, well, my my history with Anita goes back a little farther. I know Anita from watching, uh, from watching I guess, the Spanish language news channel, so to speak. Uh-huh. Uh, she's featured very prominently on that. And so from watching a bunch of interviews, I already knew her from that world. And then obviously when, you know, she started showing up on English language programs. Yeah, this was her big year for English crossover. Yeah, it was really awesome to see her, you know, uh, enter that market. And so, again, similar to Blackpink, when I saw her at the VMAs, that was just so amazing, you know, getting to see her perform, getting to see her. Oh, yeah, she absolutely killed it. Yeah, and then I saw her at the Latin Grammys again, and my God. So I was like, all right, I have to listen to her music. and. Let me just say, wow, like my heart rate definitely started going nuts with this album. I mean, my God, she just does it all. I mean, she is the perfect mix of everything. She's sexual. She's vulnerable. She, you know, is just very honest about who she is. And she's honest about how you know you can't encapsulate you you can't limit her to just one box you can't limit her to just one personality she's so many different things she's complicated but she's also human and i just love that that's the overall message of this album and i love that she 
does everything. She incorporates, you know, resilient sounds, incorporates hip hop, incorporates synths. And I don't want to say she incorporates punk rock, but certainly something that you could say could kind of be seen as punk rock in the, in the correct light. But the point is, she does it all. She has so many different sounds. Her voice is fantastic. The features on the album are fantastic. And my God, she is definitely, definitely one of my new favorite artists out there. And that's why her album takes my number four spot. And in case it's not obvious, I'm in love. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> All right. So what takes your number four spot? Coming in at my fourth spot here on my top 10, I chose Midnights by Taylor Swift. Nice. I knew she was going to be on here. I just didn't know where. A little bit more on the predictable side after a couple of curveballs, Eric. But, you know, if Taylor Swift drops a project, most likely, I would say nine times out of ten, it's going to land somewhere on my list. Well, listen, I'm glad that it's on there. And, you know, it, it would really surprise me if it wasn't, to be honest with you. She taps into pop, dream pop, synth pop, teams up again with Jack Antonoff, who is one hell of a producer, let me tell you, because the amount of musicians that he and artists that he works with and what ends up being the final product, I usually end up loving it every single time. So for me, Midnight's is the cooler older sister of her album Lover that she dropped in 2019. It taps in more to the aspects of Lover and her album 1989, which is my all-time favorite from her discography is 1989. So I was happy to see that she kind of pumped the brakes on her more folk stuff with Folklore and Evermore. And she went to back to her more poppier side. But at the same time, it's just not any pop that we're talking about we're talking more about the synth pop the dream pop and the bedroom pop type of elements here on midnights it's a really more adult version of uh taylor swift the taylor swift and the pop music that we're used to so it was very welcoming and not only did she release this record at midnight but then later on during the same night of the release hours later she dropped a deluxe extended version which is the 3 a.m version with several songs added to it so that just made the record all the more better in fact that's the only way that i listen to this record is with those songs because some of those songs are even better than the songs that ended up being on the final record just my opinion anyway all that to say taylor swift once again she released another project that I very much have been listening to ever since it came out. And the replay factor for me, super high. Is it her best work? No. But is it some of her uh, better material? Yes. And we will take that. And that's why Midnight's made my fourth spot here on my top 10. Well, I'm glad to see that she definitely made the cut. And I'm glad that she released uh, an expanded edition of that album. That really shows how much she truly loves her fans and respects them and basically just gives back for all the support they give her. Totally agree. Eric, here we go. We are approaching our top three. I can't believe it. We've, we've been climbing up this hill and we're almost getting there. What took your third spot on this top 10 list? All right. So my number three spot goes to 
the one and only Nas for King's Disease Yes, 3. yes, yes. I knew, I knew that this had to make your list, especially with this whole trilogy and how King's Disease 1 and 2 made your list prior to for the years that they came out and also Magic as well. So, Eric, I've been following, I've been listening, and I completely understand why. Sorry to take your moment. Go ahead. I'm giving your moment back to you. Just wanted to throw that in there. Well, Nas said it himself. King's Disease 3 hits harder than the first two. And I have to say, he was right. You know, I feel like this album does such a fantastic job of mixing everything that made King's Disease 1 and 2 and even Magic so amazing. It really mixes the lush production that's on the first two with the very grimy production that's on Magic. And the production is just fantastic. Hit Boy really outdid himself. They're quite the duo. Yeah. Like, honestly, I hope they continue working in the future. And I really hope that Nas just continues working in general. But if this were to be his curtain call, what a note to go out on. King's, King's Disease 3 is just massive. The beats are fantastic. The lyricism is fantastic. He's still teaching us life lessons even all these years later. Still weaving together amazing narratives. And just Hit Boy, again, Chef's Kiss, such a phenomenal album. All right, so top three, what took your number three spot? Now, with this top three, I'm telling you, it was really hard. That's why I went back and I had to re-edit and move some things around. And Because these last three, really any of these three can contend for my number one. But for the sake of ordering it, here we go. Taking my third spot, coming in at number three, we have Dawn FM by the weekend. He dropped this literally right in the beginning of this year, but I hoped nobody forgot about it because I sure as hell did not forget about it. This was in my rotation throughout the entire year. I love the concept of this album. I love what he's doing with After Hours, now Dawn FM, and then whatever he's going to create next to cap off this trilogy or even if it doesn't become a trilogy but keep it going the weekend just never disappoints it's very rare that this man misses and his voice is impeccable the theme and the concept of this album is incredible after hours is still my favorite weekend record but at the same time dawn fm made it really really a close competition between the two and uh, I know that when we did the review, Eric, which you guys should go check that one out. We did it at the beginning of the year when it came out. You said that so far this is your favorite of the trilogy. And I completely understand why. How could you not love the incorporation of Jim Carrey? How could you not love The weekend taking accountability and responsibility for his actions and his reflection? How could you not love the 80s theme and I really thought for the longest time that this was also going to be my number one of this year so that just goes to show you how many good records came out this year and despite how many good records came out this year even though this was one of the first records if not the first record big record on my radar to come out this year that it still went toe-to-toe -to -toe throughout the entire year and it's just it's something that uh I will always have in my rotation for years to come. And that shows the true sign of an amazing record. Well, I'm glad you included it within your top 10, especially because, and this is a minor spoiler, 
it is not in my top 10. No way! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm in disbelief. I'm in disbelief. That's the heartbreaking thing about making these lists. You know, there's wow. as much as you want to add, you know, artists like The Weeknd, uh, other things end up taking precedence. And it's just such a heartbreaking decision. But that well, really caught me by surprise. I get what you mean, Eric. It, it has to be done either way. But don't worry. It made my list. Listen, it made my top three, yes, in fact. You you did it. You did it for the both of us. <laughs> Dawn FM by the weekend. If you want a really good dance pop, synth pop record, if you're into the whole concept album, or even if you're not, even if you don't listen to the album as a whole for the concept, this is a record that can do both. It has the duality of just picking singles off of this and just throwing them on your playlist and forgetting about the rest of the album, or as a whole, this album slaps front to back, and that's why it made my uh, my third spot here. So shout out to The weekend. Still on my Fantastic bucket list pick. to see him live, by the way. I'm throwing this on the universe for 2023. Fantastic pick. All right, Eric. What made your second spot? I can't believe I'm saying this. You're number two for your top ten. Well, after I say it, you'll probably remember that I mentioned these dudes very early on in the year. So you'll know how much I anticipated this. My number two goes to Love Gibberish by Post Animal. Yeah, of course. I remember. Yep. I had told you that I kind of figured out their release schedule and I had a feeling that they were going to release a new album this year. Lo and behold, maybe the following month after you and I were talking about that, they released a new album. And I love that this is somewhat of a return to form for them. In various ways, they were no longer with a record label, so they decided to do things independently like they used to in the very early days of when they were a band. But also, this is kind of a return to their more popular roots. They definitely leaned more towards the psychedelic pop this time around. It's less of a heavy record than previous records have been, but that doesn't take away from just how amazing it sounds. They all have such phenomenal voices individually and when they sing together and it was just such an amazing record it was definitely different but the psych rock is still there the pop is still there i love that all of the band members have more of a chance of shining individually when it comes to vocals that's why this took my number two spot love to hear it all right back to you what took your number two spot Coming in at my number two, we have The Death of Peace of Mind by Bad Omens. Nice. Very nice. I will admit I have not heard of these dudes, so I'm definitely curious. Well, for those of you, including Eric, who have never heard of them before, Bad Omens is a metalcore band. And with this record specifically, not only do they tap into their metalcore sensibilities, but... This record also leans more towards pop and electronic and alternative rock elements incorporated with the metalcore. And this man, the lead singer's clean vocals are out of this world, outstanding. And I think with the success of this record, branching out of the metalcore genre, that both the fans of this band and a lot of newcomers, because they have a song called Just Pretend that was on every rock playlist imaginable over on the streaming services, including Spotify. And then it took off on TikTok. 
and originally it wasn't even released as a single but then became one because of the popularity of it and how it went viral and it really just elevated the band to the next level because they're more seen as a warp tour band and a scene band within the metalcore genre but this record because of the pop elements and the electronic elements and the alternative rock and everything incorporated with the metalcore aspects because you still have the screams in there and you still have the grit in there but the tone of this guy's clean vocals is what elevates and the way that they experiment with their sound sonically is what elevates this record and what really set them apart from everything else going on in the genre and I believe because of the success of this record and how well it it was received that if they continue to go down this path of experimentation with these sounds that they could be the next for example bring me the horizon i know that they've been closely linked because of ollie sykes and his sound and the direction of where that band has headed and then now with bad omens sonically it's headed towards there but at the same time you can tell that they have their own spin on things as well where it's not just a carbon copy of what Ali Sykes is currently doing with Bring Me the Horizon but for those who are listening who have no idea who I'm talking about with Bad Omens that is the closest comparison to what I can give you where they started out more with the heavier stuff and now they're leaning into other sensibilities that make their sound more accessible for public consumption so that's why The Death of Peace of Mind by Bad Omens took my number two spot and it was very close from going to my second spot all the way to my number one. But there was just one record that edged it out and we'll find that out in a minute. Here we go. Drum roll. Your number one album of 2022. Eric, what is it? My number one pick goes to Omnium Gatherum by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. King Gizzard has always been a favorite of yours, and I can totally understand why you chose this record for your number one. Listen, the five albums that they released this year, six technically, but five of worth of new material, It was difficult because every single one was different. There's only one other time they've attempted this before, and it was years ago when they, you know, released five albums in one year, each one of them different, each one of them super successful. And what's so special about this year is that they really just showed how much they have grown. And that's insane because this is a band that, you know, releases something every single year. But somehow every single time they release something their musical abilities just seem to have grown so much more but what i love about this album and the reason why it made my number one above the others that they released is that it's a nice summary of who king gizzard is and what their sounds are you know they really incorporate a lot of different sounds on this they incorporate synths they incorporate thrash metal they incorporate some jazz and of course, they incorporate their trademark psychedelic punk uh, sounds. And my God, it is just such a phenomenal album. The songwriting is fantastic. The lyrics, they're serious at times. At other times, they're a little funny. They're a bit abstract. And yeah, this album is just 
absolutely everything to me. It's a mix of some of their best sounds. While it may not be their best in a lot of people's minds, it's certainly a great representation of everything that they've ever been. And that's why it takes my number one spot. Well said. Well said, Eric. Number one, King Gizzard. Love it. All right, but now that just makes me more curious. Mine was predictable. Yours? I don't know. Do you have any idea? (laughs) No, genuinely, genuinely, I don't. I feel like you had some guesses as to what mine was, and I'm guessing uh, it was more predictable than not. But uh, yeah, I'm honestly so in the dark at this point as to what your number one could be. But uh, that just makes me all the more excited. What made your number one for 2022? All right. Coming in, my number one record for 2022, my favorite album is Being Funny in a Foreign Language by the 1975. Very nice. Very nice. I wasn't sure if this was going to make your top 10 at all. But listen, I'm glad that it made it. I know how passionate you are about the 1975. I know the last time. We spoke about them on this podcast. Uh, You definitely had a lot of praise for the album that we reviewed at the time. Yes, yes. And I know that the album after that wasn't so great, so I'm glad that uh, they're back in your top 10. Well, that's why this makes this victory lap for the band all the more sweeter was because you are precisely right, Eric, in terms of their discography, their debut record and the follow-up to that, their sophomore record, are some of the best material that they have in their entire discography. And then after that, the quality of the albums just never lived up to those two records. I like it when you sleep. My personal favorite dropped in 2016. Then in 2018, you had the brief inquiry of online relationships. That's the one that we talked on here that I gave great praise to. It was also a fantastic record. Not as good as their debut or I Like It When You Sleep, but still a great record. And then they went into this record during the pandemic that they dropped, which took itself way too seriously. Notes on a conditional form took itself way too seriously. They completely lost all of the fun and what makes them sonically the 1975. I get that they wanted to do some experimentation. I get that they were trying to push hard-hitting issues at the time. But the way that they executed it, maybe, I don't even know, less than two, three songs I end up going back to and listening to off that record as a whole. It was a major dud, such a disappointment, not only just for the, you know, masses, but for the fan base as well. So they took all those criticisms and they heard them loud and clear and they said, you know what, we're going to give the people what they want. And they came back with being funny in a foreign language and they brought back literally all of the elements of why you would fall in love with the 1975 to begin with. And I also have to give a shout out once again to Jack Antonoff, who also worked on Midnights with Taylor Swift, and he works with Taylor Swift quite often on her latest albums. He worked with the 1975 off of this record, and with the production, it shows. It is flawless. I absolutely love this record from front to back. The singles really hyped it up, and I was so scared that my expectation of it was going to be so high, and that I was going to get crushed listening to the record as a whole, they really wanted to make a big comeback after their last record bombed. 
the replay factor super high some of the most played songs that i have on my playlist are from this album and just a nice return to form their debut record and their sophomore record i think that this record right here being funny in a foreign language holds up with some of that material and that says a lot that's extremely high praise because those records are like untouchable to the fan base so shout out to the 1975 they're on tour right now they have been killing it live after the pandemic and just even the way that they their stage presence always with maddie healy as their lead but at the same time the way that they have all the props and the way that they organized and structured the stage and their set and just everything about how they're coming back and touring off of this record and just this record in general such a huge comeback such a huge redemption story they deserve this victory lap and you know what they deserve they deserve my number one spot and that's exactly what they got being funny in a foreign language in 1975 these dudes are back and they mean business and they're cranking out music that you would love check this one out you will not be disappointed and that's why the 1975 took my number one favorite album of 2022. Very nice. I'm glad to see that they're back on your list, that they didn't disappoint. And overall, I'm just glad for the both of us that, you know, two of our many favorite bands didn't let us down this year. And there you have it, you guys. Those were our picks for our top 10 favorite albums of 2022. Have no fear if any of your personal favorite picks did not make our list. That's what makes the world go round. They're subjective. Whatever you picked and whatever we picked does not have to be the same. But we are intrigued and we want to know what ended up making your list. Going from 10 all the way to 1. If you don't have a top 10, top 5, top 3, what have you. But we want to know it all, you guys. So make sure to head over to www.musicmattersmedia.com and let us know over there. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. We're everywhere. Okay, so just search us at Music Matters Media. And most importantly, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for continuing to listen, whether you're a new listener listening for the first time or you've been here since the beginning in 2018 and everyone in between, we want to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to this show. It really means the world to us. In fact, this year alone, we reached over 275,000 streams. Believe it or not, 2022 was our biggest year yet even bigger than 2018 when the podcast made its debut in the existence of music matters media the podcast we have reached over 880,000 listeners nearly a million listeners by 2023 we are on track to hit that million that day i cannot wait to celebrate and do a very special show for you guys for that without you guys we wouldn't be able to be sitting here and talking about what we love the most and what we're passionate about the most which is music so thank you so much for sticking around or giving us a try giving us a listen like i said 
from the new listeners, the OG listeners, and everyone in between. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to the show, to visit the site, to read the articles, to watch the videos, to view the pictures. Every single thing counts and every single thing matters. And we are just so incredibly happy that music matters not only to us, but clearly to you guys too. And I am just so absolutely mind blown and at a loss for words looking at these numbers and uh it makes me quite emotional to think that something that I have created has reached these lengths and um I wouldn't be able to do it without my phenomenal staff of writers and my my team and shout out to Natasha my web developer and graphic designer And last, but certainly not least, my co-host, Eric Garcia, on the other end over here. I never thought that I would get to this point today in 2022 with nearly a million listeners. So with that being said, thank you guys so much for everything. There really are no words to describe my gratitude for everybody that has taken the time to listen and to visit the website and to interact and it's just all this is beyond my wildest dreams i'm going to continue to give you the utmost quality content that i possibly can and i just hope that you guys continue staying on this ride with me and this journey with me we'll get ready to get a little more emotional uh i think i speak for all of us when i say thank you for coming up with this you know i know that you're thanking all of us for sticking by you, but really, this is your baby. It's it's your child, you know. It's something that you thought of, and you have gone to such amazing lengths to really make it work and to get it off the ground. And I'm just super happy for you. I'm so proud of you, and I am so happy to see that, you know, this is what you've always wanted, and it's working. It's off the ground. It's reaching new heights every year, and honestly without getting too explicit about it, uh, you know, uh, past couple of years haven't been easy on anybody, on absolutely anybody. And it really is a testament to how hard you work that, you know, despite all the stuff that life has thrown, you know, our way, your way, you're still able to make it work. You're still here. You're still fighting. You're still coming up with new ideas. And I can't even imagine how many other ideas you've got flying around in your head even as we speak and how many you're going to have. So thank you for coming up with this. Thank you for letting me be a part of it. And honestly, I'm so happy to, you know, see that it's all working out and that you're getting to do it on your own terms. So congratulations, Lisa. Really, you truly deserve it and you deserve so much more. Thank you, Eric. I, I'm, you're getting me all choked up. <laughs> you're getting me all choked <laughs> up. Thank you so much for saying that. Listen, I, I couldn't do any of this without you, without the, the team that I have of writers and everybody that contributes to the site, without Natasha, our website developer and graphic designer, and most importantly, the listeners and the people that keep on reading the articles and visiting the site and interacting and and listening to our show if you were to tell me back in 2018 when all this was just launching initially that in 2022 we are going to be approaching 
by the time 2023 hits a million listeners i would have i i don't know i i would have been as dumbfounded as i am right now (laughs) so that's that's the truth of the matter and i just want to make sure that everybody understands that i never lose sight of that and i will continue to as i said push on and continue to create and continue to put out the utmost quality that i possibly can alongside all my super talented people that work with me eric you being included in that of course oh man i'm just so grateful i'll be forever and eternally grateful for this opportunity and to see how everything has been built from the ground up and where it is now and where it continues to go i never lose sight of any of it so thank you so much from the bottom of my heart and please know that I do not take any of it for granted. Well, you know what? With all of that, here's to another year of podcasts, of more reviews, of more articles, more photos, and just a lot more achievements for you, Lisa. Honestly, I can't wait to see what you're going to do next year. Hopefully, the rest of you will join us for the ride. And hopefully, we will make some more new friends next year. Please stay tuned, you guys. There's a lot in the arsenal for 2023. I'm not kidding about that. I have a big announcement. So please stay tuned for that. And on that note, everyone, we are wishing you a happy new year from Music Matters Media. And And we'll we'll see see you you in in 2023. 2023.